and welcome to episode 23 of GameSpot After Dark. We are back from the holidays. Uh, we actually, I guess, did have an episode last week, but that we recorded that a couple weeks ago. So we are back for the first episode of 2020. My name is Jake. I'm your host, and I'm here with Peter Brown. Hello. Tamar Hussein. Hello. And Callie Plaguey. Hi. Lucy is back, but she is unfortunately sick. Uh, so she's sitting out this ep- episode, but that's okay. We got quite the episode planned today. Uh, we're going to go over what we've been playing. We're going to get into some of the topics and news of the week, which include that PlayStation 5 logo. Bang excited. Up. Yeah, I'm excited to hear all oh, your thoughts boy. on that. <laughs> uh, apparently, the entirety of Final Fantasy VII linked, apart from the game itself. So maybe we'll touch on that a little bit. And then finally, we're going to wrap up the show with listener questions. But before we do that, I do want to give an update on the Discord server. We talked about that briefly last week or a couple weeks ago. Uh, still in progress. Uh, be patient it'll be there soon but to everyone who's emailed us so far thank you so much and we'll have that good to go soon we're just waiting for a few more things but anyway let's get into it Peter Brown hi how's your break what'd you do yeah it was a very eventful uh, I spent three weeks abroad uh, two in Japan one in Hong Kong and Japan I got engaged yeah well, I should have ended with you because all of our stories are gonna be like yeah we play video games I got <laughs> engaged to a video game yeah. <laughs> But yeah, I uh, proposed to my girlfriend, and she well, first she, she said she said no at first because she didn't know what I was doing. We were in this, <laughs> we were well, we were so she didn't know I was going to have the ring, even though we've been planning to get it. The the projection for shipping was way off. Anyways, we were in this like art installation thing. We only had like one minute in this room, and she was like, "Let's take a selfie," and I was like, "No, wait, let's do something first. And I started to get down on my knee. I just think that she didn't know what I was doing, or I was asking her to do something weird. She goes, "No." And I was like, uh, will you you marry me? (laughs) Yes, sure. What? Yeah, okay. You got the... Anyway. So yeah, I got engaged. um, Did you get the selfie? We did. I think I put it on social media. But it wasn't from inside that thing. Okay. I don't know. It's all a blur, man. But uh, after that, I spent a lot of time eating and shopping for Sega Saturn games. Um, Yeah. And then I went to Hong Kong, which was eventful. Have yes. you been to Hong Kong before? A couple times, yeah. And I know some people there, and so it's always great to see them and hang out with them. But the protests, everything you're seeing in the news, like it's all anyone can talk about for good reason. It's all over the place. Uh, it was kind of a trip just to you know, see dozens of cops in riot gear just, be, just in case, you know, just hanging mm-hmm. out just in case something pops off. Um, and it was always you know, like, oh, that place we were at earlier today? Oh, yeah, that's where the riots are right now. That kind of thing hmm. kept happening. So... It's a city with a lot of problems, and that just really elevated, I think, it's, it's the biggest challenges that its citizens are facing. So after that, came home, and now I'm back at work, and it's great to see you all. Did you get any cool Sega Saturn games? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what did you get? Uh, I, uh, ooh, I think I bought close to 20 games, so there's a ooh. lot. But I was shopping for a lot of small stuff, so a lot of the basics I've ignored over the years. Um, but I picked up some games that I wouldn't usually think of, like Alien Trilogy on Sega Saturn. Hmm. It's a system that is often critiqued for not being great at 3D gaming relative to something like PlayStation. But first-person shooters actually have a lot of interesting stories on there. And a lot of them uh, came from a studio called Lobotomy Software. But Alien Trilogy is different, and it's just interesting on its own. So, yeah, that was sort of an unexpected buy. Hmm. But it wasn't too expensive. So, What yeah. other one did you get? One more. One more. Worth Coolest mentioning. one. Coolest one. Oh, shit. Oh, I got the Sagata Sanshiro minigame collection. You guys all know Sagata Sanshiro, yeah. right? Of course. He's a famous Japanese actor who, during the Sega Saturn's lifespan, played like a karate master 
who would always like find people in situations who were like maybe sad or like failing to do something and help them train through Sega Saturn games. And he's a very serious, like, but really iconic character because of his attitude and he was really funny. There's a collection of mini games on Saturn where you're just doing a lot of that outlandish training stuff from the commercials. So I actually never thought about buying that game. I saw it once in this trip and I was like, oh, maybe. And I passed it up and I was like, oh, damn it. And I missed it in Japan. Found it again in Hong Kong. Uh, uh, nice. So I, then I picked it up. I was like, all right, this is fate telling me something. <laughs> That's yeah. when you knew. <laughs> yeah. Um, but when I was there, I also saw the virtual on twin sticks, which uh, do you, anyone know what those are? I know the virtual on, but not the twin sticks. <laughs> so virtual on is normally paid, you know, it's like tank controls, right? Yeah. So you have two sticks and like you do this to turn, you strafe by moving both left and right. And they're like handheld flight yokes, basically. Those controllers go for like 90 bucks on eBay pretty regularly, but I saw them on sale in Japan for like 20. Too big to bring back, but through a proxy service, I bought them on Yahoo Auctions, thinking they would be cheap there as well, mm. for like 15 bucks. So Whoa. that's coming tomorrow, I Dang. think. And Virtual On is a fun game, and I've never actually played it using the controller it was designed for, so I'm really excited about that. Yeah, I remember playing it and being like, I don't understand. I think you need those sticks to really get that feeling. Maybe, yeah. Well, yeah. I, I gotta put my glasses back on. I cannot see y'all. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what kind of game is it? It is a, okay. it's like an arena mech combat game. Okay. Yeah. Um, I mean, pretty, it's not terribly ambitious, but it was like one mm. of the first of its kind and has that great kind of like mid nineties Sega like attitude to it. Um, and it's an iconic Sega Saturn game as well. Mm. Yeah. Good. Yeah. Hell yeah. That's just me. I'm, That's a I'm, great vacation. Yeah, it was pretty good. That sounds solid. A lot of variety there. Oh yeah. There's way more, but I don't want to bore people. <laughs> <laughs> what did you guys do? Uh, I did nothing. Play a lot of Bloodborne? L- not even that. I oh, went really? Back, so I went See, back. on here, it says you played Batman Arkham Timorgens. Thank you very much. Oh, gosh. <laughs> uh, I went back to London for, uh, what, three weeks? And um, the next day I woke up and I was like, did I just dream that I moved to San Francisco? Like, genuinely, I was like... Did I dream that? And then, like, snapped up. I was like, oh, shit, no, I'm back. It felt like I hadn't been gone at all. And I was like, I had, like, a list of stuff that I wanted to play and do and things I wanted to watch. And then I don't know what happened, but I did literally none of it. Like, just sat around <laughs> and wasted the days away. I played, like, um, a couple games here and there. Like, Batman Arkham Origins is the only one that I played. Like, started it and then finished it in that mm. break. And it was within the space of, like, two days um, so like I've been playing the I always play the Arkham series yearly almost so and Origins is always last and it's a Christmas game it's set during Christmas so it makes perfect sense to put it during that era. Um, Aren't like a lot of them set during Christmas like the day before Christmas? Or? No, I don't think I so. Thought, I thought there was one that was like the night before Christmas. Or something. Arkham Origins is Christmas. Yeah, yeah it's yeah. the Christmas period. Yeah, would yeah. be the one. Yeah, um, like along of it, a lot of the the uh, the actual novelizations are or graphic novels. There's a lot of stories around the christmas period um so that's why it's, there's like a good a close relationship between batman and christmas stories so origins is the one i played um, um i played a city night and um asylum earlier this year and origins is like it holds up really really well i think that's like it gets a lot of stick because like night when it came out it had some issues with like bugs and stuff like that but it's a fantastic game it's got some amazing boss fights in it that's the um, only one I haven't played. Oh, you should play it. It's so good. Um, I was hoping there'd be like a decent mod community for it. Mm. Um, like updated visuals and textures and stuff, but no. 
people just making stupid Batman costumes. <laughs> <laughs> What's the best boss fight? You said there are a lot of good ones. So, uh, so I really like the uh, Deathstroke one. Um, it's really, it does, it's very like intense and it's very QTE focused, mm -hmm. but it's, it feels really fluid and kind of like the combat system, it, it really like flourishes in that moment. Because um, it requires you to not just punch and counter, but it's like use your gadgets because there's moments where it'll be like uh, he will use his gadgets to launch a like an explosive barrel towards you and you've got to use your battering to kind of take it out and or grapple it away and that kind of stuff. But it just looks really nice and it feels very cinematic. Um, there are a few boss battles that aren't as good, like the Firefly one towards the end is kind of annoying. Um, but like generally they're solid boss fights. There's one with, I think it's Copperhead, um, who kind of like poisons you and then you're fighting loads of versions of her but it's like maybe 30 of her on screen but only the one is the one that you can actually do damage to and she's like vanishing into the background smoke and coming back and there's like a you're kind of losing your mind at the same time um they do the mad hatter one as well which is in the, the scarecrow moments from the other games where it's mm -hmm. like an illusion they do it with mad hatter and it's kind of like this insane skewed version of like alice in wonderland because obviously he's obsessed with that story um and you go into that world and do like a platforming segment through this incredibly skewed um fever dream version of alice in wonderland that's super strong um nothing perhaps on the level of like mr freeze in arkham city but still each one feels distinct which is it says a lot because a lot of the characters that they use are kind of like almost C and B tier characters. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's not like, you know, you do have Joker in there in some capacity, but a lot of the fights that you have are um, not super well known. You have one against the Electrocutioner um, who is, again, like a C tier villain. Mm -hmm. And it's amazing because you fight him in the same arena as you fight Deathstroke a little earlier. But um, Electrocution is like a chump. So like he comes in and he's giving it the big one and he's like, I'm going to, you know, because the whole story is like um, Black Mask has put out a hit on your head. So like a bunch of assassins are coming after you all mm. on this one night. And he's the first you fight and you literally kill him in one punch. <laughs> Like he comes up and you're like, bam! And you like dispose of him. Well, I mean, his name is kind of like... Like the electrocutioner. electrocutioner. Yeah, he gets, like, yeah, of course. Yeah, he I gets like absolutely point. treated like a chump in that game, which is exactly what it needs to be. It's like pitch perfect comedy, um, which is something that the rest of the games don't really do that much. They have fun with it a bit. Um, so do you have a ranking of those games? Uh, yeah. So mine is City, Asylum, Night, Origins. Okay. Uh, but they're all pretty I mean, good. Like, I, yeah, I think they're all essential games. Like, I, th I think... It's not controversial to say like, um, well, it, perhaps it is controversial. I think Night is much better than people remember it. It's another one like Origins that got wrapped up in the drama because mm -hmm. the PC port of it was like atrocious. Um, yeah, and that. that kind of took over the discussion around Night, which is a shame because that was like a really, really interesting game. How What they did with the Joker in that game. Um, even the stuff around the Batmobile, I feel like it got treated worse than it actually was like there are moments where it forces you to use the batmobile and use it in like a race car section and that's where it kind of is it falls about apart slightly but in the open world the batmobile is absolutely amazing i think like it's critical to that batman fantasy where 
like you can jump off like a high building glide tap l1 and you can see from a distance the batmobile coming and you're just like tra it's tracing its path to you and then as you're touching down you just go straight into it and carry on driving like that's absolutely like when i first did that i was like I was going to cry. I was like, this is phenomenal. This is amazing. And then launching yourself out of it. Um, I have that one video where it's like uh, a car comes, I put it on my YouTube, but like a car full of goons comes out, comes past and like they try to run you over and they scream. One of them screams, you're going to be roadkill Batman and like it misses you. And then they come out at you and like I, I fought them. And like, as I was fighting the last one, I hit the Batmobile button and like did a punch and then just walked away. And as he was stumbling back from the punch, like the hit of the punch, the Batmobile came skidding around the corner and any, anyone that gets too close to it, it shocks them and pushes mm. them away. And like, it came skidding around the corner and just hit him, shocked him, put him away. And I was like, that is the coolest thing <laughs> a video game has ever done. <laughs> so like, I think Night is way better. And even narratively, it was the first one that Paul Dini wasn't involved in. And Paul Dini's like, um, he wrote the uh, animated series that everyone loves and is a well-known, like beloved Batman writer. They didn't have them. So this was like internally written by Sefton Hill and a bunch of the team. And even still, like, it's a phenomenal story. I think it's a fantastic story and a really Im interesting way to kind of end that franchise. So I think, yeah, Night is much better than people give it credit for. Um, I hope that people have gone back to it since and, like, enjoyed it and given it a second chance because I think it's phenomenal. But City's yeah. my favorite still. I, I, I enjoyed Night when I played it. I think the only thing I really didn't like about it at the time was that you had to collect all the Joker stats. Everyone felt this way we had to collect all the joker statues to get the real ending mm -hmm. and i started to do it and it was like there's i don't know how i don't remember how many there were but there were far too many for me yeah. to do and i was like i like this game but i'm just gonna google the real ending of yeah. this that's the silly. joker riddler stuff that real ending is amazing though yeah it is good <laughs> i love it it's good um so i played that start to finish um now i'm probably gonna at some point in the next few months start all over so i'll start playing asylum again i picked up bloodstained while i was in um the UK as well, because it was going cheap uh, at my local Argos. Um, on the Switch, I bought it for, because I was hoping... What? What's wrong with you? I Some was hoping more. it would be fine by then. Because <laughs> um, I was like... That's I'm a play. risky purchase. It was very risky. Like, I went online and, like, Googled a few places, or, like, Googled, looked at a few <laughs> articles, and they were like, yeah, it's fine. Um, it is not fine. <laughs> <laughs> it is very much not like, It's playable. But good lord, those loading it? times. No, no, I've oh, still yeah, got because it. there's those sections of the map where you have to jump up. Up. And then, and yeah, and then oh if you don't, God. like, if you're not putting to the yeah. left, you'll fall back down. Since you jump up, loading screen, you get up, <laughs> you fall back down, down, loading screen. Loading it's like, no. Like, that, yeah, and, like, there's something about, and, like, I don't think it's a hard game. I think it's an annoying game. Ooh. A lot of the enemies are designed in a way where, like, the first time you encounter them, you're not sure what they're going to do. Mm -hmm. Like, there's no way for you to, like, observe and and kind of like react and you know oh like here's a giant there's like for, for example so they don't have like animations that they do independent of you like when no you're they all area. just stand there and they activate so there's the first one you mm. i found like annoying was like there's this giant night thing so like it's just standing there and um, like maybe they walk back and forth sure and i was like giant night i've played every <laughs> castlevania my my guess is raise the sword right. and then like yeah, you know, slam it delay, down yeah. My man went into a forward roll and like came <laughs> at me and I was like, what? And like, I just watched my life just go. I was like, all right, well now I'm dead. And like the last save point was pretty far away. The loading screen is well long. So every time I play that game, I have maybe like a 15 minute session until I die. And I'm like, I can't be bothered. 
I can't I can't be asked like it's I I can t on another platform I bet you it's fine but I still find the like the enemy design is kind of annoying it's just like they've got every archetype from Symphony of the Night sure. just made it a bit more annoying um <laughs> and like there's a lot of stuff that I do like about it like the shard system seems like it's really interesting and that we can come up with different combinations and stuff but it's just like every time I'm playing it and like fighting against stuff I'm just like you're all all annoying like you're kind of and it looks the switch version is not the way to go but yeah it's yeah it's but we there. see we knew that already and so yeah, did you I did, it, <laughs> yeah. yeah i you know saw kickstarted the game and i paid in at the hundred dollar level because i symphony of the night is one of my favorite games yeah, of all time cool. and you know when it came time to choose which version of the game i was going to get i didn't know the switch version was going to suck there was no talk of it being diminished yeah. that's the one i got i ultimately ended up selling everything i got from the kickstarter version I just bought it digitally on ps4 because what the hell yeah i've yeah. got it on pc i got it through the epic game store um so i'll probably end up playing that i bought the switch one because it was like cheap enough that i was like if at this price even if it's shitty like i'll just play it for a few hours and i'll get my fill of it and and i'll be done with it and i'll probably carry on playing it for a little while longer because i've seen enough people be like oh it's real good um you know the giant bomb guys love it mm -hmm. um so maybe I'll play it through for a little bit longer and get my fill of it and then just forget about it, whatever. Yeah, those guys don't know what they're talking about. Yeah. <laughs> Dan Reichert likes Bloodstained. <laughs> I don't care. That guy works for the WWE. That shit's fake. Um, I, I played the I, I played a good amount of Bloodstained on PC and I, I enjoyed it, but it didn't it didn't pull me through for some reason. I think my favorite thing though was the shard system, like yeah. you were talking about, because you could do some <laughs> wild shot the shard system. <laughs> I know what you were talking about, and I still heard it. Because <laughs> uh, you can do some pretty fun combinations and interesting ways to get yeah. rid of it. Like, I remember the portraits that just fly around you that do Those are all Kickstarter backers, which I learned later. Yeah. <laughs> and I was yeah. like, what? <laughs> I know. You walk in, and you see one of those pictures, and you're just like, who? What? Excuse <laughs> me? Um, and then I started playing Rainbow Six Siege um, on oh, PS4. Oh, welcome. Yeah. Um, I was talking to Jake about this earlier. <laughs> that... The, the the operators in that game clearly started off like the first phase of operators are the most boring creative yeah. oh characters. It's I've, like just 16 like helmet guys. The four, guys the first, wearing like, masks. Yeah, the first three lines of characters in the character select screen for Rainbow Six Siege is dude with helmet. So this, like, this was before they pivoted to like really yeah. treat it as a and service now you look game. at it and it's like yeah. I think it's Ella who's got like she looks like Lady Gaga or something like that. She looks yeah. like an and anime like, character. She's got like green hair. Yeah, Hibana's got like a, yeah. a like a archer Japanese archer outfit, and they've gone like you can see it's like military, military, Overwatch, Overwatch, Overwatch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's basically like that. But like um, I'm playing on PS4 and um, I play it with uh, one of the guys at. Uh, competitor ign simon cardi who's like um a good friend of mine and like um, he's getting me into it so every time i play like i have to be like simon who should i play and he's like pick this character and he usually tells me um thinker uh or leon oh my Isn't god don't talk to me about finca <laughs> when i think about finca i think about matt paget God, so I pick, he told me to pick those characters because they're relatively easy to use. Thinker's got the uh, adrenaline boost, yeah. which helps a bunch of people out, and uh, you know Leon's got that drone thing, which will help me. I not just play Rook. Kill. 
so easy to play Rook. I yeah, play Rook. Rook. Rook is the... Uh, you just set it and forget. You just throw down your shield. Shield, your, yeah, yeah. So and then I go, come get your armor. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I started playing that game um, uh, and I'm like, I like I have to ask Simon, like, where should I barricade? And like, so I'm very... I still do that. Yeah, he's like, he's like being my guide through that game and I really, really like it. It's scratching like the Counter-Strike itch that I've, I've had for a while now. Um, but I, it doesn't feel great on the controller. No. Like and I'm... That's yeah. what I was talking to you earlier. Like I, you were even saying you're having trouble hitting the drones and I can't imagine trying to Dude, hit those drones oh with gosh. the sticks. And I think even yeah. we talked about before too, I don't think there's much aim assist there. So no. you're kind of left in the dark to use the, this clunky-ish aiming. Yeah. PC, you, like, it's like night and day. PC is is fantastic. That's definitely mm-hmm. the way to play it if you can. Can you um like tilt Yeah, on you controller? use the, I click the sticks. Oh, in. you click the mm-hmm. sticks. Yeah. But you can only you can tilt while you're aiming, right? Yeah, you can't. You have to be aiming down sights too. Yeah, oh, so, that's so that in PC you don't have to. You can just hit. I think. Uh, oh, you can without. You, you, oh. you can you can do that. So whenever you load in, people are just doing this. <laughs> yeah, people are. Hey, this is a video podcast now, so you can yeah, see me do that. <laughs> I do like that because you can see sometimes in a kill cam where someone kills someone else like with a tilt, and it looks ridiculous. <laughs> They're like. Yeah. What's going on here? Like around the corner, just yeah. (laughs) Um, But that game is like the the map knowledge you need to be good at that game is wild. It's it's not only like Mm -hmm. you need to you know check your corners and these lines of sight. It's like oh, this wall can be blown up at any and and, you know moment's notice, and there's a whole like different sight line going on now. I have fifty or so hours in siege now, and I um. And finally getting a hang of where cameras are located. I am not. I, I still that. don't. There's still maps where I forget where cameras are located. Yeah. And I think that's one of my favorite things about Siege, but also my least favorite things is that I've played this game for, I think, 350 hours now, and I still get confused on certain maps. And not necessarily because I think they're bad, but it's just because the way things can change from match to match, there's so many different variables yeah. that all end up holding a room that I'm like, I don't know where this is in relation to what else I'm trying mm. to do. And then all of a sudden a wall will blow up and it'll be like, okay, now... I can get to this room, which normally I wouldn't be able mm-hmm. to. So it, it, it's very malleable, I would say. Like the amount of times I've run into a room and fallen through a hole in, in the floor just because I had no idea it was yeah. there. And it wasn't there a few minutes ago. Yeah. And like, it's always, ca- he's always watching me as I do it. And he will like take a video of it and post it. <laughs> like, Jeez. Um, but yeah, I'm really looking for, I think I'm going to start playing on PC as well. I do own it on PC. Um, yeah, you should play with us. Yeah, I'm, I'm into it. Maybe yeah, I should play with you guys. Yeah, yeah. You, should, you should. Siege crew. If you're still confused, then I don't feel as bad going in completely confused. I'm a newbie, so... (laughs) Yeah, I mean, and it definitely helps having someone who's familiar, especially with all the operators now, because there are so many different strategies Mm -hmm. and characters and abilities. But the nice thing about Siege is that at the end of the day, all you have to do is shoot people in the head, and that kills them. So it's like, basically, all your abilities are just making certain things easier but when it comes down to it like it is just a shooter it, yeah it's, you don't need to worry yeah. about like, like your role sure. necessarily and you're getting it's like the time to kill is so low like it's yeah. just one two shots we also I, play casual too yeah say, we play you mentioned casual. him earlier the seeing matt paget in his unfiltered element i mean that's the primary reason i want yeah. to participate <laughs> yeah that community though the siege community is oh yeah that's crazy awful yeah. Good grief. What is going on in that game? Especially on PC. They have had to crack down some. Oh, you doing it? Oh, yep, do it. Do it into the mic. Uh, <laughs> the last one blew up on my pants. Hey, the stain's gone. Oh, shit. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> Again? Um, Again? What are you going to do? <laughs> if you're he, listening, Peter just uh, opened his beer and 
Oh no, is it fine? It from spilling. It's, it's fine. He's it's fine. It's a little, little foamy. Um, yeah. yeah, the the whole like friendly fire system, it's wild. Like people, were, the amount of times I've loaded into a game and the like t- enemy or enemy teams or even people on my team have been like killing each other immediately, mm-hmm. and you're like, why did you do that? It's insane. Like this is what you get out of that. And so then you it's can like, kill your teammates. Yeah, you can. So it's got this system yeah. where you can shoot someone, you kill someone or they kill you then you get a message saying do you think that was on purpose it's like <laughs> yes that was on purpose and then that person gets like a warning and if they do it again they get kicked or banned or something uh, okay. like that so um, um, I don't, maybe they've updated pc sooner but la- and i haven't played pc in a while but last time on pc it was the first team kill is free like if you if you team kill someone nothing will happen it'll just warn you if you do it again it'll redirect and kill you no, that's not really? what happens. Yeah, yeah, on PCB. Well, actually, they may have changed it because I haven't played in a couple oh. weeks. But they did that because there would be games where people would just team kill because someone would say something in chat that would yeah. make someone angry. But that's a really interesting yeah. device to put in a game. Yeah. Wow, I, yeah. I'm really I, taken aback by that. I don't know if it works yet. It's funny, but I don't know if it works yet. <laughs> yeah, because like people can figure out ways to game it, and like the annoying thing is sometimes you do accidentally shoot someone. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like if you did, it, if you like are the kind of person where like you kill someone else, yeah. and then next time you're just playing the game and someone walks in front of you, right. it's like, oh, well, right, yeah. I mean, yeah. that that goes into the question, I guess, that Jake was talking about that it prompts you. Mm. Yeah, Man. but like that game is, I really like that game. I want to get better and deeper into it, so. I need to get a good like setup going here. That's like, div- sorry, I'm still fixated on this. Like when you try to shoot someone, you kill yourself. It's like divine justice. <gasps> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Team killing is something they've been trying to figure out since the game launched. Because originally it was just you just get you get kicked yeah. if you do it too many times. Then they got stricter, and then I think they got a little looser. And yeah. now they're just trying to do weird things to combat it. Because I think if you got rid of team killing in that game, it would be an issue because. Like you, you, it's all about sight lines, right? Yeah, yeah. And and if your teammates in the way, that that's supposed to happen. Like they're, they're gonna mess you up. You gotta co- coordinate. The other wild thing is like that rook, um, like pack of uh, plates that you can you can shoot that. Oh yeah, I had no shoot idea. It. Like I, I put it down. So like I go, I play, and Callie plays this character as well, Rook. So he's his mm. ability is like he'll put down his bag and it's just full of like uh, armor plates that your teammates can come and grab. So I did that and then one of my teammates rolled up and just shot it and it exploded. <laughs> I was like, how is that possible? That's designed to stop bullets. <laughs> What's going on? And then like, and then I was like, what are the rules in this? Because like everyone's trying to get this diffuser kit. Why can't we just shoot the diffuser kit so no one can get it? It's like, oh, it's mad. It's, it's an insane game, but... <laughs> Yeah, it's it's fun. I gotta get into this. It's, it's good. Yeah. That's what I'm feeling here. Especially especially playing with Matt. He just yells a lot. Does he? Oh yeah. Yeah. About just he 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 tries to play characters in the he game. Role plays? Yeah, he role plays. I knew, characters that, in the I game. knew that's where you were going. I've heard he's terrible at it as well. So. He is bad. <laughs> yeah. It's like he either talks about or he either role plays characters or he talks about characters in the game beating him up. It's one of the two. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, we're not gonna dig any deeper into that though. Callie, what have you been playing? <laughs> Um, I, uh, did my first friendly Pokemon Sword and Shield tournament oh, over the break. So, uh, some friends organized a monotype tournament, which is when you, um, are assigned like a particular type and you can only have a, a team made of Pokemon that are that type. And they can have two types, but one of them has to be the type you were assigned. I got 
assigned randomly electric, which I was not thrilled about. That is not. That is really bad defensive (laughs) typing. You could just totally be decimated by one earthquake. Um, So I was kind of nervous, Um, but I was allowed multiple Rotom forms, which is one Pokemon that has multiple forms. And uh, that was just because the organizer was like, oh, electric actually doesn't have that many Pokemon in this Pokedex. Um, and so I got eliminated by Jake in the first round. Jake beat me with ghost what and else? I had, no, I had, had poison or okay. Yeah. I had poison, but I had Gengar cause he's ghost and poison. <laughs> yeah, he is. <laughs> so Jake eliminated me in the first round and then I came back through the losers bracket to get right. second place. So I was nice. pretty excited. Who, who else was on your team? Then? So, so you my Rotom? team, I had wash Rotom. So it's a washing machine. <laughs> Heat Rotom, which is an oven. I had a uh, Dracozolt, one of the fo- uh, the fossil Pokemon. Right, right. It uh, its front half is a uh, a bird, and its back half is a boy. <laughs> <laughs> washing machine. A dinosaur. Okay. Um, a washing machine. Uh, that one was actually one of my my best picks. I was really really happy with with him. Mm. Um, I had Toxtricity, which was also on Jake's team because it's Poison Electric. It's a great system. Boogie woogie woogie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, uh, what did I, oh, a Jolteon, everybody knows him. And what was, Togedemaru, who's my secret weapon. I was really <laughs> excited about him. Garugamesh. Garugamesh. You said the same cadence. I really had the exact same energy. <laughs> the exact same energy. Um, so yeah, it was, uh, it was really a testament to, I think, the, um, the, quality of life changes in sword and shield that i was able to get that team i got a full team of six pokemon bred and trained and ready to go in less than a week which is just like i never could have done that before i was so excited to actually have those pokemon and i can take those pokemon and and use them on other teams so it was a lot of fun and uh, i definitely learned some things um so you came second yeah and i definitely had the means to like if i had been thinking i could have taken the last battle but I totally was so flustered. So it was what, really good battle practice. What team type did the... <clears throat> Dark. So he had uh, an Obstagoon, which is the one that looks like Gene Simmons. Yep. And no. uh, <laughs> it has this... The set he was using, uh, its ability is called Guts, and it increases its attack by 50% when it has a status condition like burn or poison. And it was holding an item, a flame orb, which uh, burns you after the first turn. So what I could uh-huh. have done is on my Rotom, my oven Rotom, heat Rotom, I had a move called Trick, which swaps your item with the opponent's item. Ooh. And I could have swapped, I had a Choice Scarf, which locks you into one move, so I could have totally screwed over the Obstacoon. Uh, but instead, I panicked and I just used a move to try to damage him. Mm-hmm. And then and then he destroyed me with that Ostagoon, like killed me because its attack had been boosted by the burn at the end of the turn. Mm-hmm. So um, I learned a lot from that. I was like, oh, this is actually a very effective um, counter to this strategy is the, uh, the Rotom that I had made. Mm-hmm. So... Um, it was really fun, and I spent. I hit hour two hundred in Pokemon wow. Shield. Thank you. And most of it was I was hunting for a shiny Eevee that I'm going to turn into my Umbreon because that's my favorite Pokemon, mm. and I wanted a shiny one to show how much I love it. I got a a shiny female, which is incredibly rare because only twenty five percent of Eevees are female. So to get that was really good. It doesn't have its hidden ability. That would have been like 
the trinity of rare mm. if I it had had a hidden ability. So that was really fun. Next time. I yeah. wish I could find a shiny female. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I did that. And then I also played a lot of Modern Warfare with my dad and my brother. They were really excited. They wanted to play with me so badly. Mm. They were like, do you want to play Spec Ops? And I was like, do I want to play Spec Ops? <laughs> Well, I love you, so I guess I'll play. Oh wow, you went with yes. I, I went with yes. I love you, so no. <laughs> well, so my... apprehensive because it's wildly imbalanced, right? Or like yeah, I do. I like do that? not right. like that mode, yeah. and this only solidified that that mode is my brother. So my brother is so good at video games, like so good at shooters, yeah. like stupidly good. So he just carried us through everything. But what he's... was his username a while back again? Uh, Anus Pounder. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> and now it is orgasmo um i love my brother so much um and my dad was really excited because my dad's always like big Hold on. on your brother was playing video games at the same time as your dad using the username anus pounder yeah no, he's, he's, he's well my dad knew that his name was anus pounder but he got reported <laughs> on xbox and he had to change it but <laughs> it was so funny setting up like crossplay because my brother plays on PC that also helped us significantly. Uh, my dad's on Xbox and I'm on PS4. Right. So my dad being like he's really into like new technology was like super excited to try crossplay. Like he thought mm. that was really cool. Um and so I had to be like to my brother like okay, give dad your username and then like the <laughs> numbers. And he was like it's orgasmo. And we were like, how do you spell that? So my dad had to type in orgasm. Um, and I was like, I have a normal name. Here's mine. Um, but we we played and um, then we got tired of spec ups and we played some multiplayer. And there's a shocking, I tweeted about this, a shocking number of people. Maybe it's not shocking. But a, a ridiculous number of MAGA and Trump-related oh, yeah. clan tags. Yeah, I played one match of multiplayer, and the first clan that I encountered was straight up a MAGA clan, and I was like... Yeah, there's a lot of MAGA and I'm a out. lot of Trump. Yeah. I've seen a lot of MAGA in Rocket League, too, lately. Yeah. I'm wondering yeah. if it's trolling, but there's got to be earnestness. PlayStation, you can't really change your username like that. Oh, right. Uh, I imagine, because on, on Call of Duty, you can change your clan tag any second. I changed mine probably like 12 times yeah. over the break while I was playing to like Defoe and stuff like that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I, I, I'm sure a lot of people are just trying to be funny and just trolling. Uh, but it stands for make Atari games again. Want. What's that? It stands for make Atari games again. That's yeah. Why, that's yeah. the new canon. Can you explain how that breaks down to the acronym? That's yeah. Like one letter per word. Mega. Oh, that is four words. Excuse me. Wait, make Atari great. Maybe feel dumb for a make second. Atari no, no, I, again. no made, oh, make Atari games again. Yeah. I don't know. Oh, I, oh. I, my brain skipped a beat. Wow, we all just that did not work on us. We can't spell. That's not even spelling. It's thinking. It's abstract thinking. Yeah. Uh, so I, I I played a lot of Modern Warfare with Matt. Hold on, where did you come in the Pokemon tournament? Oh, what last? No, no, no. Second you to last. Second, get to there. Last. second to last. Yeah, but there I, was only four people. It wasn't yeah. like a well, big. Yeah, turn. yeah, there weren't many people, but I, I had a poison team. There's only four people, and you still came last. <laughs> he didn't come last. Second to last. Fourth because I first. won my first game, which I think right. was against me. <laughs> yeah, came in fourth place, we can say. Yeah, fourth place at least. Okay, <laughs> couldn't have gotten any lower. I that. placed. <laughs> you did place. Um, because there were only four of us, but it was still fun. Game uh, first, your last though. Sweet. Oh. 
Fine. Well, anyway, so you were playing a lot of Modern Warfare as well. Uh, I played, Not with me because I was stuck playing with Orgasmo. Just kidding. Yeah, I, I played with, with Matt again, and he changed his clan tag to Obama just to, <laughs> just to <laughs> counter. And I'm like, I don't think that counter necessarily works because he's not the president anymore, but whatever. He did it anyway. And people still got mad at it. So, you know, <laughs> like. That's fun. Yeah. That's fun. Did you play like uh, the snowball mode? There was like a. A mode of gunfight, which was like the 2v2 mode, but it was with snowballs. Um, I couldn't figure it out. I was so terrible. And there's also yellow snowballs. Yeah, I didn't. uh, Sometimes if you did gunfight, it would load you into like a round of that for warm up. And I that's all I did it. I didn't actually do it other than that. I just played a lot of shipment because they brought shipment back, which was from Modern Warfare 1. Mm. And it is a disaster. It is an absolute disaster like there is i don't know how it's in this game it is the most broken call of duty map ever but it's still fun because it is just <laughs> broken as shipment? hell yeah shipment. my dad hate my dad would not stop talking about how much he hates shipment <laughs> wasn't shipment like a mess back in the day as well it probably was but i, I think it's even it more of a like... mess now because like back in the day there were three kill streaks right there was yeah. there's your uav your air airstrike and helicopter now it's like we got a chopper gunner rolling through a Harrier strike. There's four different uh, counter UAVs going off while there's, and then everyone's just hucking their grenades and all their <laughs> stupid gadgets. And like, all you can do is just bunker down and just camp. <laughs> can we call your dad on speakerphone and have him tell us what he thinks about shipment? Oh my God. I want to try that so bad. Are you, I bet. Are you okay with that? Yeah. If you want to do it, go for it. Oh I remember shipment being pretty like, not broken, but like insufferable back mm-hmm. in the day. Because like the mar- between martyrdom and lobbing grenades across, oh, yeah. like that was enough <laughs> to be like, oh man, that's awful. But yeah, I can only imagine what it's like in this day and age where like the the kill streak rewards are popping off every mm-hmm. other second, and between like night vision and all hi, Dad. <laughs> hey, um, I, so we're recording our podcast right now, and we were. Wondering if you would like to just give a statement on how shipment sucks. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to put you on speakerphone. Just give me one second. We're talking about modern warfare and, and you, you hate shipment and we just want it on record. Yeah. Why? Why do you hate? Why? Yeah. It's too small. <laughs> Anything else? It's all just, you know... You could just spawn with, you know, and pull the trigger and that you'd have equal chance of killing somebody as if you actually played the game. That's fair. That sounds bad. <laughs> yeah, it's bad. What is your favorite Call of Duty map of all time? Of all time? Uh, let's see. Yes, uh, you know, Crash. Oh. I guess you got to say Crash is the best one. Nice. Pretty good pick. Damn. I like it. Awesome. Thank <laughs> you. <laughs> Thank you for being a special guest on our podcast today, Dad. Alrighty. I love you. I'm sorry to bother you. No problem. You're not bothering me. Love you too. Bye. Bye. <laughs> you heard it if from I had Rick phoned my Blady. dad, he'd have been Rick, like, gonna "Quit playing video games. <laughs> <laughs> Stop wasting your time." Uh, but yeah, I played a lot of Modern Warfare. I think. It's one of my, it's, I I don't know. I've played this Call of Duty more than I have probably the last five Call of Duties combined, if that says anything. (laughs) So I've been enjoying it. And they did actually add Crash to it, uh, which is interesting because they added like some really great Modern Warfare 1 maps to it. And then they added Shipment too because they were like, ah, fuck it. Let's just put it in there. What's the, oh, I forgot the name of it. What's the one that's like in the fake, um, like block of a suburban, uh, 
Like the, the Soviet bloc? No, no. It's just like... Uh, oh, Nuketown? N- not, was it Nuketown? It's like two houses Nuketown. opposite Nuketown. 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 Yeah. Yeah. Is that back yet? No, because... No, I like Nuketown. Th- that's a Treyarch. Yeah. They put that... All the oh, Treyarch... Treyarch. 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 <laughs> Whatever. Trey, I, I don't know. Please meet my friend, Trey Arch. <laughs> <laughs> Trey Arch. Hello. My name's um, Trey Arch. Somewhere. But yeah, that usually shows up in like the Black Ops games ah, okay. and stuff like That's that. That's a shame. They still got that turf war going on between. I would have been like, let's just put all of them in together now at this point. But yeah. That's a yeah. shame. But anyway. Anyway, you and I both played some Temtem too. Oh, yeah. Tem- the Temtem Alpha. Mm-hmm. That was interesting. I'm. Uh, so first of all, the music is just Pokemon music. It like, sounds very familiar. <laughs> slightly remixed. Um, but it does have some ideas. I did want to talk about this because it has some ideas that I think Pokemon could really, like, they should take notes or mm. they could steal it. And one of those was if you're playing uh, either by yourself or with a friend, um, like, if you're playing with a friend, so Jake and I have been, like, grouped up, I'll send out one Temtem and he'll send out the other another Temtem and we'll have like it's like a double battle in Pokemon. I keep wanting to call them Pokemon, by the way. It's really hard to call them Temtem. Um, but it there's like certain moves that are more effective if you have if your partner is like a certain type. Mm. And it's really, really cool. It's just like a clever way to encourage like it's kind um, of like fire emblem in a way, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. like yeah. yeah, the way you would uh line up on the field next yeah. to someone. And I just think it's really clever. There's nothing quite like that. Like, obviously, Pokemon has double battles. That's how the competitive scene is played. And uh, having, like, some synergy on the field is important. And there's moves that can affect, like, there's a move helping hand, which, like, increases the power of your partner's move. But there's nothing like this where, like, the move is increased in power because of the type that your partner is. And I think that's really interesting. Um, it is also really cool to battle alongside somebody. Mm. Um, that's something that people have been asking for in Pokemon forever. Um, so it's not necessarily the MMO aspect of it that I find attractive. It's like, oh, we can coordinate. I'll be like, oh, let's double up on the guy on the left and mm. and stuff like that. Yeah, personally, the MMO stuff, I don't, at least so far, it's still alpha, so they might add things, but I don't really know why it's an MMO other than the fact that like, okay, cool. I guess there are other people following the same exact path i am through this right. kind of linear world so it's just like i don't really know why. but the co-op is pretty cool how you can just add someone quickly to your to your game and then all of a sudden you're adventuring mm-hmm. together and stuff like that like yeah. that that was pretty seamless i expected oh yeah it being an alpha i expected like a lot of hoops we'd have to jump through it wouldn't work or we'd have to be at the same stage in the game and it just we loaded right in i had to pl- replay some of it but i don't know it was it, it was pretty neat dude and like we teamed up or partnered up like right after I started. So Jake Mm -hmm. was ahead of me. I went through like the introduction sequence and it's very like much of this game is just exactly like Pokemon. Like you get, you pick from one of three monsters and yeah. What a, a crystal type, a brawling type, a melee type and a mental type, mental type, um, which was a little different, but, um, Mm. yeah, so you do that. And then like, I, like I'm smashing through the cutscene. And then I joined up with Jake. And so I think the problem with playing with somebody else is that you're not really incentivized to explore or talk to characters because I mean, maybe this is like a thing and I've never played an MMO before. So I don't know mm. how that works in like Final Fantasy 14. But I was like, I don't want to bore Jake with like me reading. Like we should go do things. Mm. So, um, but it's, it's interesting. 
it's definitely a work in progress. There's like buildings that say like WIP mm-hmm. on the side and like you can't go in, but it's like supposed to be something. And it's hard. It's like they were like, Pokemon's way too easy. Let's kick some asses. It's also not balanced yet. Would you say single player Pokemon is too easy in general? I would say, yeah, Pokemon is... is the- oh, I was, I've been playing Sword. I was talking to you about this. Like, mm-hmm. it's been a while since I, like, tried to play a, like, got deep into a Pokemon single player experience. But, like, I, I think it's a good game. And I'm glad people really love it. But, like, the single player experience for me is, feels really thin. Like, I was asking Jake, like, when do I get, like, the equivalent of a sylph scope and have to go through a tower? And Yeah, there's, there's nothing none of that. like that. You're just running from, like, town to town to town to town to town. No, it's yeah. very I'm, like, linear. four badges in. I'm just, like, rolling through all these. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, I fought, like, one gym leader and it was, like, I had a Pikachu and I can't remember, like, it, it was, a, it was like, the, I don't think it was a Pikachu. It was, the, it was like, an elemental type that I shouldn't have been able to beat. Mm-hmm. And I was just, like, it Gigantamax. And I was, like, well, I'm just going to ignore everything that you've just done and see if i can just roll through you i think it was a pikachu i just destroyed the gigantamax version of this pokemon with my tiny pokemon and i was like that's not challenging and it's just like run to the next town and there's no like caves or towers or anything like to go like that so i was very surprised like i didn't know that stuff had been like removed from the game well that was kind of one of the interesting interesting things about let's go is that it brought that world yeah. back from generation one. So it did have a lot of the stuff that newer games are missing. Like, yeah. like rock tunnel, for instance, is like a maze that takes a while to get through. And then the self scope and stuff like that. Like mm. there are dungeons more or less in that yeah. game, which they didn't have in the last one really in, uh, in sun and moon. Mm. So it was weird to play. Let's go, which had that again. And then back to sword and shield, which was kind of just like go to point A to point B mm. just, until you yeah, get to the end. I was yeah, very surprised by that. It's interesting like, to hear yeah. you say that just because that's totally like not something I thought about playing yeah. through the campaign just because like I'm just enjoying it as like my fun Pokemon adventure and then I'm like and now I get to like psycho territory yeah. where like I play for another 150 hours. It, like So I'm not like looking for that but obviously most people who play yeah. are going to want it's that. Like, I, don't, I don't know. Maybe it is like that but I asked my younger brother and he didn't seem to like be able to tell me like there's not like thematic points where like oh I'm in the ghost town now now I need right. to go through the like because where I got my ghastly and, and haunter and Gengar from was that tower that you know that haunted tower so I was like where's the haunted tower equivalent in this game so I can get my Gengar or my or my haunter or ghastly and I can evolve it and he was like no there is there's nothing I was like what yeah I've kind of forgotten that that was a thing yeah it's like that's that. one of the reasons now that you guys are we're all talking about it. Like I fell in love with the original games. Yeah, that's what uh, I really, yeah. really like. I, that's why I, I got excited about getting ready for. And then like I was three badges in, I was like, I don't. What's missing here? And then I realized it was like, oh, story. I'm just <laughs> jumping on a bike yeah. and just no, bailing to the next yeah. point. And and then I like destroy that town's gym leader. And then two rivals come up and they're like, hey, I'm gonna kick your ass. And I was like, no, no, you're not. not. Yeah, no, I, I this. I totally agree. Like I, I think. There's plenty to enjoy outside of that. Like, I think the wild area is super strong. Exploring yeah. the wild area is such a strong incentive. Um, I haven't done much of that, so I will yeah, give so that. Yeah, so that's, like, I think that's what helps mitigate the the feeling of the rest of that missing. Mm. The wild area re- is really just, like, something. I think it's really and, and there are some good challenges, too, in the wild area, especially early on. Um, right. Well, early on they're very easy, but then when you get God, the raids like, like halfway through the game and you're getting like three or four star raids and you have or four or five star raids and you've got like 
level 50 Pokemon, then it's like, all right, this is going to be really tough. You, leave, mm. you need like four human people to take down a Snorlax. Yeah, I guess like I like the battling element of it, but I feel like I need like there's the puzzle solving element mm-hmm. or like the mm-hmm. exploration because like there's the, that that one team rocket tower where you're pulling switches to try and get oh through my it. God. Or, the, then, or the ice that you're sliding yeah, and trying to find yeah. the perfect like, path. I used even, to love even, that. I yeah. loved the ice stuff. Yeah. yeah, and like doing that alongside battling, you know, team rocket goons or whoever, uh, rival trainers, like that's what was the texture for me alongside the battles because mm-hmm. like I don't play competitively and I I don't even like I won't pretend to understand like the intricacies of competitive Pokemon in the same way that you do or you do so like without that element of it the game just feels very thin to me like I roll up and oh. I'm like oh it's there here's a water Pokemon electric shock that until it's dead and then i move on like i'm not there's no nuance to my style whatsoever i'm just using the most powerful move i have over and over again until it's dead um so like it feels like mechanically like a regression you gotta you gotta do the wild area i think you'll enjoy that yeah so that's what i'll dig into does that have like themed areas where it's like yeah so oh, there's, there's a different areas. There's a there. ghost area. Okay, okay. There's even a ghost tower. You can't go in it, but there is a there, tower. It's for that's something I googled it, but I've never. It's never activated. I think it's something that'll be activated later. Mm. Mm. Maybe tomorrow. Ooh. Mm. Oh yeah. We can. That's a great segue if we want to wow. talk about. That's smooth. Yeah. Uh. Well, I mean, <laughs> tomorrow there's going to be a Pokemon Direct. However, if you're listening to this on Friday or watching this on Friday, it's already happened. So we figured. Can't uh, believe they opened the ghost tower. Wow. <laughs> wow. <Yeah. laughs> Uh, so we figured the way to do this would be uh, Callie and I and you guys, uh, we can try to predict what we're going to see tomorrow. And, and you, you can guys have can fun. tell us how wrong we are. You can yeah. have fun listening to how wrong we are. Yeah. Actually, I'm usually extremely right about Pokemon predictions. Yeah. So why, don't, really... why don't we just do we your go. prediction? Because I have no idea what I'm even going to, other than like some obvious stuff. Um, so my prediction, this is actually my like official 2020 prediction for GameSpot as well, was that they're going to continue to support Pokemon Sword and Shield um, with like DLC content, um, including I believe that they're going to add more Pokemon to the game. Like that is so in addition to the 30 some Pokemon that were data mined as 34 being, is what I saw before podcast nice. i was i was doing some research doing some homework yeah. uh there are pokemon that were data mined and like Nerds. they're able to be in the game but um aren't in the game so that includes like bulbasaur um and squirtle because yes. why just Char- charmander yeah so incineroar why don't they have gang leader squirrel yeah it's insane to me that they don't have gang <laughs> i know right just put the glasses on the squirrel <laughs> it's it's so offensive like, so so I think they're going to, in addition to those Pokemon being brought to the game when Pokemon Home comes out, um, I think there's going to be more Pokemon added to the game as part of kind of a rollout. Part of the reason I think that is because there are unused raid dens in the wild area mm-hmm. that don't like do anything or like don't have like special, as far as I know, according to Joe Merrick from Cerebi. Um So that's like my big prediction is that they're going to announce like upcoming content for Sword and Shield. Um, and then I also think that we're going to hear more about Pokemon Home. Nice. I would really be surprised if we didn't. Mm. I'd actually be concerned if we didn't hear anything about Pokemon Home because um, I think a lot of people are looking forward to that service. People like bringing their old Pokemon forward and seeing them in, uh, you know. Go to college, get married, have Yeah, kids. see them grow up, you know. Yeah. So, um, Do you think it'll yeah. just be a hub where you transfer your pokemon to do you think there'll be like mini games and they said there would be mini games oh, they did? when they okay. announced it um 
So, yeah, I mean, I hope so, especially because there are undoubtedly Pokemon that aren't going to be transferable to Sword and Shield. Mm. So it's like, what do you do with them besides put them in the cloud? I don't know. And hope you can use them again one it's day. It's called Pokemon Heaven. <laughs> <laughs> they, uh, they went to the Pokemon farm. And <laughs> uh, what about Detective Pikachu 2 and Damn Pokemon it. Sleep? Damn it. Is that you gonna say Detective Pikachu? Yeah, but like his DLC for Pokemon Sword and Shield, like he was oh, gonna... like you can catch one. <gasps> no, no, but like he would show up and like introduce like a plot line, and then oh, he would that have would be amazing. Then he would there would be other Pokemon that want to join his like efforts. So you'd have like Detective Garbodor or whatever. You know what I mean? Like just, like pick the worst Pokemon to become detectives detective. and have them just like in his party. I love the idea of a Detective Garbodor, and I'm you so could... proud of you for saying it correctly. You could use What's the other at every point Garbodor. Like, it's a murder, Bo- and at every point during a high-profile murder, yeah. maybe... the cops eventually seek out a psychic. It's just yeah, make like you a find a Gengar and try and converse with the dead Pokemon. <laughs> The Gengar just licks everyone's face and moves on with its life. <laughs> Sorry, I interrupted you. No, that's, that's, I'm into that's this that's idea. It introduces like the the uh, single player stuff that I want as well. So, go on. Bring Detective Pikachu to that game. My prediction is that it's going to be a uh, 20 minute long uh, threat from the Pokemon Company to the Temtem developers, being like, "Stop it! <laughs> <laughs> Behave yourselves. Um, this is not. This yeah. is never going to be on Switch." <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Jake, what are your You said Pokemon Sleep? Uh, well, I mean, do you think they'll talk about Pokemon Sleep? Probably, maybe. Maybe. I don't know. Do we know anything about that? Uh, it tracks your sleep and gives you <laughs> rewards in Pokemon Go. It I don't know. Pokemon Dreams. <laughs> yeah. I'm already there. It's my whole life. I mean, I'm, I'm going to reach for the stars. I don't think this is going to happen, but uh, I th- maybe they'll announce a remake of one of the Ooh. older ones. Which one would you want? Crystal. 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 So, I don't think it'll happen because... It's too soon, it's, surely. It's, it's too soon, but it also is a 20-minute presentation, which I feel like is pretty long for Pokemon. It mm. is. It's actually the longest presentation that they've had what, for they- a Pokemon game. I know this from... So Joe Merrick did a thread about this. Joe Merrick is the founder and site runner of Serapy. Um, he has listed the lengths of previous Pokemon Directs, and this one is the longest by far. So... They've been anywhere from, so, well, actually, September 4th, 2013 was 19 minutes and 25 seconds. I think okay. that might have been, was that the, like, 20, no, it wouldn't have been. That's not a 20th anniversary. I don't know, but I bet they were, like, 20-minute Pokemon Direct coming in a couple of days then, so it's probably, yeah. so probably going to be 19 minutes. Again. This is the longest one. The time between release of a game and reveal of the next one, he also lists out. So this is interesting information. From Black and White to the announcement of Black and White 2, 17 months. From Black and White 2 to X and Y's announcement, 7. From XY to Aura, 7 months. From Aura's Sun and Moon, 15 months. From Sun and Moon to Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon, 7 months. And then from Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon to Let's Go, 6 months. Let's Go to Sword and Shield was 3 months. But this wouldn't even be 2 from release to the announcement of a new game. So it would be the shortest time. Between the release of a game and the announcement of a new one, Peter, what's up? No, I'm just I'm following along. Oh, <laughs> you were—I sh- thought you were like shaking your head, like that can't be right. <laughs> no, really, you're like, yeah, no, they wouldn't. The, the yeah, there's no way they would announce a new game. Yeah, but <laughs> like, yeah, they so- just say new Pokemon information, so it could be like five minutes, ten minutes of Pokemon <laughs> Go updates, right? 
Or maybe it's yeah. just Pikachu's so, sleeping. It's like yeah. Pokemon sleep. They don't normally. <laughs> I don't know if they've done Pokemon Go information much in the Pokemon yeah, directs, but mostly direct, for they, the. Yeah. I, I bet it'll be stuff. a lot of Detective Pikachu too, because they announced that a while yeah. ago now, and mm-hmm. that's probably going to be the next big Pokemon game. I imagine. Is it yeah. supposed to come out this year? I don't know, but I imagine I, it's probably coming out. That's probably their. Yeah. The biggest Pokemon so, game coming soon. Yeah. So part of my prediction for the support of Sword and Shield was that there wouldn't be another new Pokemon game this year. Um, so I'm sticking to those guns. We're not going to hear anything about that because I think that this is going to be like the closest Game Freak has gotten to games of service. Mm-hmm. Like, let's keep updating this game. So you think there won't be any Pokemon game this year? So like, does Detective think... Pikachu count? Like, because it's kind of like a spinoff. So Detective Pikachu is developed by Creatures. So yeah, that's a yeah. different developer. Right. So um, that is... That can exist alongside? That, totally. Okay. But I wonder if maybe that wouldn't be in a Pokemon Direct because it's not Game Freak. But Ishihara would be de- delivering the Direct. Mm. So... But that would be why I wouldn't expect Pokemon Sleep because the Pokemon Sleep and Pokemon Home announcement was part of a weird, like it was a Japanese uh, press conference. Specifically, that's the same kind of press conference that I actually attended for Mm. the Let's Go announcement. So I wonder if they're moving towards announcements in that venue. It's very unpredictable for some of those. Would they announce a Pokemon for Smash in a Pokemon Direct or a Smash Direct? Ooh, a Smash Direct. Smash Direct. Smash Direct? Yeah. yeah. But are they still... Oh, they are still also, Smash I'm thinking Obstagoon would be perfect for Smash. That'd actually be a good one. Yeah. yeah. Or Lucha. Um, Come on. Well, one thing to consider maybe is, oh, Lucha, is that when Pokemon Home comes out, you're able to transfer Pokemon from red, blue, gold, silver, um, all the DS and 3DS games, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Or all the 3DS games. And- Wait. And DS, well, you can, you can transfer. Too. You are currently able to transfer Pokemon um, from your Game Boy Advance games, so Ruby and Sapphire, up through to Pokemon Bank oh, okay. and then to Pokemon Home. Hmm. The only games where your Pokemon are locked would be the original Game Boy right. okay. ones. But because those are virtual console games on 3DS, you could transfer Pokemon from those games, but they wouldn't be your originals or anything. And they'd have randomized stats yeah. and stuff. Well, what if they bring some of those games like Red and Blue and Gold and Silver to uh, Switch? Oh, that'd be so cool. So they never figured out a way to transfer, say, through like Pokemon Stadium to bring Game Boy Mm-mm. to... Hmm. Those Pokemon are locked on there. Rest in peace, those Pokemon. Yeah, rest in peace to your... Nice knowing you, those Pokemon. I mean, those batteries are dead now, so... Well, anyway, this has, been, this has been quite the Pokemon episode, but we got to move on here. Uh, a big Aww. thing that happened this week was the PS5 logo was shown off. <laughs> and what a piece of graphic design it is. Yeah, I mean, I don't think anyone saw this coming, right? <laughs> I don't really I mean, get why people are dunking yeah, on people it. People are mad at it. And I'm like, well, what did it's you expect? It's just the PS4 <laughs> yeah. logo, but with a 5. It's yeah, fine. What did you, you expect? Know, because people want things to be very different. They want to feel surprised to just see this. Yeah, yeah but like, I'm not saying I agree. Yeah. I'm just understanding. Just a it's going to be like some, someone, some uh, Sony being like, well. Look, I'm glad it didn't change yeah. because honestly, we had the Spider-Man font. That was horrible. Yeah. That played almost a generation of Sony's like, We've got all this built up like recognizability in this logo, which we, is boring. But man, this random dude on the internet is going to be real upset. They don't care about what you think. <laughs> like, I'm going to be honest, though. Some I've seen some people take the PS2 logo yeah. and turn that into the PS5 logo because the two, obviously. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. That, I think, is more aesthetically pleasing. And I think given... Mm, given... Because PS2 is the best-selling console of all time. Mm-hmm. I could see argument for kind of going back to that just for nostalgia play. 
just to hook people who are like they, I bet you they will do a version of the PS5 with the PS2 logo there's like it. a PS2 anniversary oh, yes. like an anniversary, anniversary one. 100% mm. I, I, I guarantee you that. that's happening mm. I'd get suckered into that because they did that for what the PS they had like a version the yeah, of anniversary the, for the PS15th yeah. Or the twenty. Yeah, they had like yeah. a twentieth. Yeah. Yeah. So I bet you for the PS2 or the PS5, they'll have a PS2 version of it. I hope you're right. God damn it. Yeah, I'm. I am cool. right. My my friend Mr. PlayStation texted me about it and was like, "This is happening." He has a funny name. No, he doesn't. Sounds familiar. We are gonna go with like Sammy Sony. No, no, no. I'm going for a way crappier joke. Okay. PlayStation. <laughs> I've told you about my friend John Paul Qualcomm, right? <laughs> uh, I don't know. Is there anything else to bring up about the PS5? Look, they didn't really say anything about it, right? They it's were just like kind of like one of the most was... liked gaming posts on Instagram ever. What? Yeah, that just the one? PS5. The logo? PS5 logo is really? like crazy popular on Instagram, for, and nobody knows why. It's so stupid. I love that Jim Ryan took the stage, like so stupid. Like everyone's like, right? Microsoft have just shown off. The new Xbox. What's Jim Ryan got? He's like JPEGs. <laughs> yeah. JPEG out. Real big dudes. <laughs> and he's like, bye. I mean, didn't they also announce that the PS4 sold 105 million? Who cares? 106. <laughs> yeah. Who cares? A ton of units. So that is literally my job. Like, we can care. do whatever we want. It makes yeah. it number two behind PlayStation Two. That's yeah. the whole. How thing. many did PlayStation? 150 million. 150. Oh, okay. Which is a ton. It's a mm-hmm. lot. It's 150 million. It's not. That's. It's more money than I have. You what? <laughs> it's units i thought that's absolutely it's more units than i have (laughs) more units and more money than i have did you say absolutely units because (laughs) anyway what Uh, else jake another thing to come out of ces was the alienware ufo right or the alienware switch I it's too angular. It would hurt my hands. That's all I have to say. It's also probably not going to be successful. <laughs> <laughs> wow! I looked directly into the light, laughing at that. Don't don't do that. No, a, well, I, we've we've seen we've seen companies try to do this before. I I don't see any point to this device existing other than to just get people hype off of the fact that it's similar to Switch. Early adopters will buy it, and then it'll die a slow death because Dell's not going to commit to it. They, they can't sell specialized hardware like this in the PC space and expect to be super successful. It's never worked. Look at Alienware, or um, sorry, uh, Steam, P- Steam machines, right? <laughs> Garbage, right? They were chasing a trend, trying to turn PC gaming into something it's not. It doesn't work. Have that, Alienware. Yeah, nicely, <laughs> Hold that. nicely yeah. stated. Yeah, I mean, I watched, we have a video, I think it's up by now. Yeah. It should be up by now. About it, where Matt Paget and uh, Michael Isn't it Hyam. called the UFO? Yeah. Yeah. What's that all about? I, yeah, aliens. that I didn't get. I was like, what? It's okay. like you're leaning too hard into the alien thing. Look, it's a, it's a, you know, they're calling it a prototype. They don't have a price for it. this. That thing is a working piece of hardware. There's nothing stopping them. All they're doing is market research right now to see if this thing is even viable. They found out that there's marketing hype to be had behind it because people are like, oh, it's like Switch. But listening to our impressions of it, listening to the the way that the people at the booth were interacting with Matt and, and Michael, it just sounds like they're, they're, this is just a free sort of market test for them. Put mm-hmm. it out there, call it a prototype, make zero promises other than, hey, it kind of looks like Switch, right? That's about all they have to offer. 720p gameplay at 30 frames per second, like why would you, considering this thing is going to cost way more than $300, yeah. right? It has to. Um, 
based on the quantity they're going to be able to sell it, right? Mm. Nintendo makes millions of consoles. They can obviously bring manufacturing costs down. Dell, Alienware, they're not going to sell millions of these things. They're going to cost a lot per unit. For what benefit? The idea of playing PC mm. games on the go, not the actual experience. Maybe things will change in five to ten years, but right now, nah. There's no place for that thing. Nah, five, ten years, you'll just be playing all those games on your phone. You don't need one. I just, I'll be playing them in my mind. I'll stick my uh, phone yeah. in my ear, and then all of a sudden... <laughs> like in Futurama, when they get the iPhone installed in their eye? Exactly. If only Lucy was here. <laughs> now you're getting it. I mean... <laughs> Uh, and then the other big thing is Final Fantasy VII pretty much got leaked in its entirety. Wait, so what, when you say that, what do you mean? Because I missed this. Like everything. Totally. So, well, so, <laughs> ish. A ish. demo appeared. I, I want to say ish. everything. So the, the demo leaked, and they data mined okay. the demo, and they found references to things that are to come. So okay, things sure. that will, I, if I'm remembering this correctly, I didn't look too into it because I didn't want to be spoiled, spoiled. completely, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. the idea being that there are things that are not within the section of the game that we know is going to encompass the first episode. And there are things referenced that could appear within that episode which have not before. So uh, it's the sort of thing where it's like, oh, there might be some changes we're not expecting. Well, is there stuff like the last boss of the game is in there, Well, but apparently. I've been trying to avoid it as well, but like, there's that and like... I haven't heard that. I would be shocked if they're planning that now when the first episode covers... I don't even want to say a tenth. Less than I'm a tenth. I'm doing the last boss of the first episode. Oh, okay. The climactic, Sorry. Yeah. Like, well, when you said the fight. game, I was expecting like Yeah, I'm the talking entire... about the, the upcoming yeah, game. Yeah, I like yeah, the soundtrack episode. is out there as well now. Sure. And like Hold on. Sorry. Turn it back a little bit. Episode one covers about, or part one covers about a tenth of In my experience. Final Fantasy, I mean, have you, play, have you played the original? No, so, yeah, it, it only takes place in Midgar. Midgar is, you know, you think of Final Fantasy games as they were. The huge world map, exploit, like... This ends before you get to the world map. Mm. Okay. So now it's a really, depending on how you play the original, you can get like, you know, five to eight hours if you really want to maximize every possibility within that environment. And they're adding stuff to it for this. They're also streamlining the game and, you know, whatever. But yeah, it's a, it's a very small chunk of the experience because, well, I mean, I don't know. We don't know how much of Final Fantasy VII they're going to bring into the future episodes. There's a lot of stuff that is super optional, which if you talk to someone like me who put everything into that game, those optional things mean a lot. Mm. But they might not see that being worth development for a game that's really now focused on mainstream. Before, Final Fantasy VII was like, we're selling this on the visuals alone. We'll have stuff for RPG fans. But now they're selling it more for modern audience. Anyway, the first episode is, yeah, it's going to be just one section. Okay. Yeah. One very early section. How are you feeling about it? Oh, I'm very excited. I, uh, I, I'm not worried about like the legacy of the game being disrespected or like I'll always have the original game. Um, I've played the demo, uh, at least the one that they had at E3, and I loved the gameplay changes they made. I got a hint of character narrative changes that I'm interested in seeing more of, and I'm as interested to be displeased by what i see as i am to be happy with what they've done like i think re-examining why we like games and why we attach ourselves to them as part of our identity is really important and for me seven is one of those games and so i'm really curious to see what a lot of the original creators really think about it and what they're going to do with it now 13 is it 13 or is it 23 23 years later shit (laughs) (laughs) anyways uh (laughs) He's gonna die a slow death. Um, yeah, so I'm here for it, even if it's bad. 
really want to see it. The only thing I don't like so far is Barrett's voice. He sounds like Robert Downey Jr. in his tropic, Tropical Thunder <laughs> character. Yeah. I'm a dude playing another dude. You know, like it's, that's too bad. That's definitely Everything a shame. Everything else seems cool. Yeah. Though. Yeah. There it is. Final All Fantasy right. And any, anything anyone said about Final Fantasy VII? I'm excited for it. That's about it. Yeah. yeah. I'm excited. I'm excited to play it. Yeah. I must no. anticipate a game next year. Hmm? I'm. I know so little about Final Fantasy. I'm super counting on Peter to for these for the review. I really want to review everything. It. I really want to review it. I do not want to review that game one bit. <laughs> I, I can't wait because reviewing video games right now is one of the. It's a. It's a really advantageous excuse to dive into a game the way I mm. used to as a kid because mm. I can set aside work for a couple of days and really just live in that game. Um, so what a game to do it with, more than anything. Yeah. Well, I, that's an attitude that I love so much. It makes my job <laughs> so much. And I'm ready, I'm ready to call it shit too. You know, I mean, I'm yeah. not... Um, I'm it's just, okay to I'm admit that curious. things aren't good. You know, oh, yeah. Okay. I think most things are not good. <laughs> a lot of things aren't honest, that good. Yeah. yeah. It's nice to fall in love with things. It's nice to... It's like fun to give positive reviews, but it's also fun to like really examine why you don't like something mm. and that doesn't mean it's not that doesn't mean it's fun to be mean yeah. no it's fun it's, to it's dissect fun to, to figure out yeah. why you don't like it right. the most boring review to write is a six out of ten it's what fans want and, it's, uh, it's got some problems so Same. i can't call it good but you yeah know. <laughs> there's something for everyone yeah a so. six i don't like writing sevens either like if i yeah. if i find i find that i'm writing a review for a game that's like yeah. good i am not having fun yeah, I can already imagine anyone giving Final Fantasy VII a seven, and the comments just being like, "You're just doing this." <laughs> yeah, yeah. So the the fun part about writing reviews is when you're playing the game, and you're like, "I get to play a game like I used to," and then the, the not fun part is after you publish, and you're like, "Time to wait." <laughs> <laughs> I saw, I watched the video back of our game of the year discussion about Sekiro, and there was a comment on there, someone that was like, "I don't think this guy has played the game." <laughs> <laughs> about you? Yeah. Well, they're like, right. Uh, yeah. that's See, when people say that about me, I just spoil the game for yeah. them. Like, I'm yeah, tired of it. Don't that. ever say that to me. I will spoil the game for like, you. Whoa, I reviewed the game. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, if you have any questions, you can write in at afterdarkpodcast at gamespot.com. But we're going to move right into our listener questions. Callie, do you want to read the first one? Sure. This one is actually two questions. Mm-hmm. Uh, hello to the After Dark crew. One. So you guys like gaming, but what else do you guys enjoy doing as much as gaming? What are some of your other hobbies in life? Does Jake love to cook? Is Lucy the most avid stamp collector? What about Michael? Is he big into knitting? Love that. The audience wants to know. And then number two, after hearing you guys were couch shopping for the set, it got me thinking, why? Do you feel like a table with chairs isn't enough for on cam? It seems to do the job back on the old podcast hosted by Mr. Van Ord. Lastly, Discord access. Keep up the great work, guys. Love the podcast. Hugo Roy. I read his name as Huge Roy first. Huge Roy. <laughs> Thank you for yeah. writing in. Thank you for listening. Huge Roy. Um, stay big. Stay big. Um, we'll start with our hobbies, I guess. Uh, I like... Big butts and I can't <laughs> What do I do? I mean, I spend probably too much money <laughs> on cameras I? and lenses, and I don't take enough photos or shoot enough stuff with them, but that is something that I love to do. I love taking photos and that kind of stuff, geeking out over like lenses and cameras and that kind of mm. that kind of stuff. The, the, the shitty thing is that cameras are expensive, lenses yeah. are expensive, 
so you know that 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 hobby like i can only really i guess invest myself into that once a year or so and i've got right i got some money saved up but i can still take photos whenever but i don't do it enough peter's got the most interesting no yeah yeah tell you're us, yeah tell us about all the cool stuff that you're into i'm not into cool stuff tell us yeah. <laughs> I like old TVs <laughs> a lot. Um, I collect and use uh, old Sony like monitors that were used in like production and broadcast environments. And then I modify old consoles based on technology developed by the incredibly talented and generous uh, retro gaming community to improve the video output of these old systems and play them on these monitors that are way higher quality than any CRT we all could have bought like for our home. Um, so yeah, I like to tinker and get new things out of old systems and justify um, trying to just hold on desperately to my youth. <laughs> <laughs> um, I also, I'm really into Katsuhiro Otomo, the uh, artist behind Akira and a lot of other things. And I like to collect things that he has made. And I have a cat. It's pretty all right. It's a great cat. <laughs> pretty good cat. Yeah, those are my hobbies, I guess. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I don't really, What do I have outside of video games? Anime is good. Vaping's like all right. Yeah, anime is yeah, good. Yeah, you like vaping? Uh, less so these days because it's so hard to yeah. get in, in San Francisco. Huh. Um, yeah, but... Vape responsible. Uh, yeah, you vape responsibly. Um. Yeah, you can't <laughs> you can't do an all with that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, almost. almost. I can kind of yeah, see it if I squint. Yeah, 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 I do. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, yeah. Um, studying Japanese. That's a, I that guess that's a, a, a hobby. Um, sorry, can't still have the same that. one. No, <laughs> it doesn't work like that. Uh, I read a lot of comic books. Um, I'm really into hip hop. Hippity hoppity. Uh, that's pretty much it. <laughs> what were we talking about earlier when we talked about someone being hip hop? Were we? Uh-huh. I cannot remember. That may have been a Kurt conversation <laughs> with Kurt. A, a conversation you had with your best friend Kurt. Yes, who texted me during this? Text. That's my other hobby. Is talking to Kurt. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Stephanie. <laughs> uh, yeah, maybe it's you know the, the, the most boring normal stuff. <laughs> Pretty much it. Um, I also like studying Japanese. Um, I so I'm really into the idea of journaling, but I don't actually do it. So like I <laughs> do you like prepare a drink, get comfortable, have your notes. Yeah, <laughs> like I have I have all of the materials necessary to maintain a bullet journal, but I don't. Right. Um, but I'm really into like nice lettering. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I like nice calligraphy. Um I enjoy Pride and Prejudice in all its forms. True crime. True crime. Oh my I god. I like true crime a lot. Yeah, yeah we love true, true crime. True crime friends. Yeah. That's we crazy. love learning about murders. Yeah. Forgot love, about that did one. Did you watch Gregory on Netflix? Mm-hmm. No. I still need to watch the cat one. Oh, the cat. Oh. No fuck with cats is real good, but 
There's a sick. It's you know what Don't Fuck with Cats is. I've only seen like the the thumbnail for it. I don't know what yeah, it is. Yeah, really so about. like this is about this guy who suddenly appears on the internet and starts posting videos of cats being killed. Yeah, um, and then it follows like the international hunt yeah. from for him as he escalates to killing people. I don't think I could. Oh, so the tricky thing is like it's all it's partly about um like initially this person was found. And like became uh, or alerted or garnered the attention of a Facebook group, almost like a vigilante Facebook group. Um, and it was like circulation of, you know, horrible internet videos that they kind of found him via. And the videos are other cat being killed, various different cats being killed. And it's, and they don't show it. Well, they do the thing where they show the setup of the cat, like a cat being placed somewhere. And then it cuts to someone describing, someone from the vigilante group describing it. But like, it's horrendous stuff. And I watched it and uh, I like, as it was happening, I looked and my cat was in the room. And I was like, I can't, I got, I've got to afford this bit. <laughs> so like, I, you can easily very like skip forward a couple of times and you won't miss it. All you need to know is a cat was killed in a horrible way. Um, and usually people will discuss. I don't even want to know that. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's rough, but like it's worth skipping through that just to see where it goes after. It's so weird. Like I can watch the rest of the, the, the documentary where it's like, and then he killed a human being without right. a problem. Yeah. Right. But like the cat part, I'm like, oh Lord, no. Yeah. Which is like a damning indictment on. It's like, why am I like yeah, this? Why am I like this? Yeah, yeah. like I think the, to date the most upsetting uh crime documentary i watched was one where nobody died it's a uh, the abducted in plain sight yeah that one is so messed up yeah. and nobody died and i was really upset and then i watched all these i watched like the ted bunny tapes and i was bored yeah you know like <laughs> yeah that's yeah but it's worth watching because that that story goes some places it's like holy moly how did that happen it's like three episodes and they're about an hour each and i watched them like one after the other and it was like i couldn't stop watching it was genuinely like fascinating and gripping stuff um and like is a fairly recent story as well so that's mm -hmm. another thing like a lot of the true crime stuff that happens is like oh back in the day you know there was this one killer or, before cell know. phones and the internet yeah yeah mm -hmm. now it's like a mo this person's like a modern era serial killer mm -hmm. um and it's it's messed up and also fascinating and also it's a lot about like vigilantism and in the most ham-fisted way it also becomes about um the consumption of true crime as a hobby it's not done with any nuance at all, but it does make a statement about it. And when it made it, I was like, shut up. Like, <laughs> uh, but it's, it's worth watching. Yeah, so true crime. Yeah. I also really like interior design, which brings us to Hugo's second question, which was about uh, why the couch. Why the couch? Um, well, I think we're kind of tired of using the giant bomb space. They need that a lot too. So and they we smell. And they smell, yeah. So that was a big reason why we're being so there. juvenile about giant bomb today. <laughs> we're in a mood today, yeah. I guess. Uh, and we kind of bounced back and forth between couch, chairs. Uh, but we ended up with this with this nice couch right here. that The CBS Orange. The CBS Orange. <laughs> uh, honestly, I don't really know why we ended up with a couch over a table. I did like a table. We had a table for a bit when we were doing the lobby, which yes. was nice. Yes. I know that was Peter's favorite. Yes, and still is, goddammit. Um <laughs> I think it's just because it's a little trickier to shoot that way. Because um, I don't know if you also remember when we did do that, we Andy cameras. was roaming, was Andy, yeah. and then I think Richard was doing roaming camera for it. It felt like a more natural conversation sort of thing because mm -hmm. I think, I don't know, 
yeah it just for me it worked better well the audience can tell us how this one's working yeah audience yeah, yeah. Tell, tell us, us what's it up is, it, we only have one person who's doing camera things so there's less labor intensive we also plan on adding more artwork and stuff like that mm, yeah this is, this, is a, this is a little bear right now um but we'll get there yeah it's a work in progress and then just like a lot of those buildings in temtem -tem. <laughs> Hugo, back. Hugo did ask about Discord access, but you gave an update on Discord access at the beginning of the mm -hmm. show. So, um, should we do the? I want Tamor to read this. Thanks, question. huge Roy. Yeah, I think Tamor yes, should read the next one. Yes, thank you for. Uh, hi all, loving the pod so far. I've listened to all the apps, and I'm loving the chill hype vibes, which I think is the <laughs> official genre for our podcast. The chill, chill hype vibes. Hype vibes. Like we should get that. In our actual like podcast art, like GameSpot After Dark, or like put that right yeah. there. Yeah. Get that there. Yeah. In like in like cursive, yeah, in like neon cursive. Vibes. Yeah. Dude, what? you're so chill and hype right now. Yeah, I'm, I love it. It's so perfect. <laughs> I may look chill, but I'm so hype. Right the second now. we got that email, Tamor turned to me and he's like, "Did you see this?" <laughs> it's like chill it's hype so vibes. On point. <laughs> it is perfect. Like we should have that as a mission statement. Only chill hype vibes on this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> So for a while, my bold prediction for the future of Xbox was that the next Xbox would just be a gaming PC. Nailed it. Uh, could, could we be... Could what? there. Could there be a world where... That, um, that was a typo. It wasn't me just in a, in a, <laughs> unable to read the word there. Could there be a world where that still happens? What if the Xbox Series X, S, Z, Triple X, whatever, uh, ran Windows OS under the hood? Imagine a world where Xbox ports are just Windows builds of the of games, and Xboxes are just PCs with a console-like UI. I mean, look at it. I think there was supposed to be a picture there. There, there was, but it wasn't loading, and I didn't want to copy it okay, anyway. Okay. But it's just a picture of the Xbox One X. So imagine it. Okay. The or an Xbox Series, Series X? X. Okay, so it's yeah. a picture yeah. of the Xbox Series X. Picture it in your mind. That thing, Take a moment to yeah. really picture it, like really, like just actualize. It, yes, exactly. Yeah, that thing thinks it's a PC. Referring to the Xbox Series X. <laughs> I could imagine Microsoft announcing this alongside an updated OS. It also feels like it fits really well into their service-based Play Anywhere philosophy. I'll keep sitting here dreaming about playing AOE 4 on my Xbox with a mouse someday soon. Thanks. Appreciate you, Joe in Seattle. Oh, I like the appreciate you appreciate sign you. off. That's, oh, that's really yeah. sweet. I mean, that was a lot. But the question, I guess, is... Could they just make a PC Xbox? Uh, I mean, that kind of goes to what Peter was saying earlier about specialized PC hardware. Mm. I feel like there has to be enough to differentiate a console. Yeah, and, and what that is is dedication. And that's what consoles are, right? They're yeah. dedicated pieces of gaming hardware that are... I, I think if you broke it down into like the raw terms, it is a PC, especially now more than ever, because it's based on the same... I know familiar x86 x64 architecture that windows is based on and it likely does have windows components under the hood like DirectX is something that's very closely associated with windows but windows is more than just the graphical user interface you use it's the underlying code and that could very well be present within the xbox series x and you'd never know it doesn't mean it's not necessarily there i think it behooves microsoft to have a business where they're making something that's different than a standard PC because Microsoft can't, as the, as the way that they are as a company, they don't sell PCs. They sell gaming consoles, they sell mm -hmm. tablets, they sell operating systems, they sell office software and cloud solutions. They're not a PC manufacturer and they can't compete in that space necessarily. If they did, 
they would be losing the edge by having to build in an operating system that works with this very gaming specialized hardware mm. and all the user needs that could come from offering such a broad product. I think the solution that you're looking for is something like a device that streams your PC signal to your TV and using a wireless mouse and keyboard to play those games. Yeah. That's something you can do today. The investment's not very high. And if you want to be a PC gamer, now is easier than ever to make that happen on your TV. Yeah. So I think the Xbox will probably forever continue to be what it is, which is a specialized gaming device and not be confused with a PC. Yep. Sorry. That's pretty no, much it. That's Calm sad. down, will you? <laughs> I don't Jesus. have anything to add. To that. Relax. Yeah. That's oh, why uh, I, I put this question because I was like, I, you know what? I bet, I bet Pete's going to rant about Peter's going to nail this one. <laughs> yeah. I, I like this question because it's for all of us. This question, Jake. Especially Jake. Oh, a weeb question for you all today. What are your favorite Studio Ghibli movies or just favorite anime movies overall? I really love Howl's Moving Castle, The Boy and the Beast, in your name. Thanks for reading. Hope you all had a wonderful break. Caleb. Thank Jake, you, Caleb. Take it away. Jake, Come back to me. I really like a silent voice. Um, if we want to talk like recent anime movies, I was talking to um, Kurt about this because Kurt's from a town that has uh, a, lot, a large like deaf and hard of hearing uh, population. So he speaks or... He knows American Sign Language. Um, and a yeah, he's taught us a lot of dirty things in yeah. Yeah, Sign Language. Yeah, he's taught us <laughs> the choice ones. Um, but uh, A Silent Voice is about, um, it's kind of hard to watch because the first like 20 minutes are just watching a class of 10-year-olds bully a deaf girl relentlessly. Um, but the movie is about one of the bullies like coming to terms with what he did to her. And growing from that experience, and I think it's really beautiful. It came out the same year as Your Name in the U.S., and I uh, liked it a lot more than Your Name, actually. Mm. And of Shinkai's work, I would say I like five centimeters per second more than Your Name. I'm going to see Weathering with You, which is his new one, um, next week. But, um, yeah, I really loved A Silent Voice. I think it got overlooked in favor of Your Name, and I, I think it's really excellent. Yeah. So, yeah. Oh, and Summer Wars. I really like Summer Wars. Yeah, mm. Summer Wars and The Girl Who Leapt Through Time. I think uh, The Girl Who Leapt Through Time I really like. My favorite Ghibli movie is probably, or Ghibli movie, depending how you say it. Thank you. Um, is probably Kiki's Delivery Service. I have two cats named Kiki. Kiki you do indeed. Um, so can you, can you explain, everybody, how your cats' names work? Because uh, together they collectively are Kiki, right? They are Kiki, yeah. yeah. It's Kiki-san, who's the older and mother of Kiki-chan. So like, so we just call them Kiki, and they both respond, and they come at. <laughs> so it's like they're not gonna give you different names. You both, you, you know, march the same name. So we just call them Kiki San and Kiki Chan. Hmm. Yeah, not named after the cat in the movie though, right? Which is weird, but um, <laughs> it was just the movie that I was watching when we got the cat. That so was like, well. Mm -mm. You're going to be called Kiki now. But obviously, My Neighbor Totoro is great and all the other Ghibli movies. Princess Mononoke. Yep. Um, for a lot of reasons. I don't necessarily think they need to be described, but I will give a shout out to My Neighbors, the Yamanas, which mm -hmm. is a product of not Miyazaki, but Takao Isahata. I'm getting his name correctly. I hope I, I think am. that's right. Yeah. Um, he's sort of one of the other creators, like who also worked on like Grave of the Fireflies and stuff like that under the Ghibli banner. And My Neighbors, the Yamanas are bunch of shorts of like a family of Japanese people, like three generations, very slice of life, very kind of loosely illustrated with very comical, heartfelt scenes that just kind of work 
and are very self-contained and it's easy to just watch all of them i forget how many there are but there are a ton it's really good well i've only seen princess mononoke and spirited away so i guess spirited away <laughs> uh i like ghost in the shell too that's not a studio yeah. well movie the original movie or standalone complex or what, what? The, the original movie yeah. is the only one i've seen so i don't i i would a lot of people are going to disagree with me but i think that's the only one you kind of have to see really i think so well cool it depends on all I've yeah, seen. i mean yeah. i would i would agree with that i think yeah, yeah. Uh, I just double checked the name of it. There's also a movie called Sword of the Stranger, which I love mm. quite a lot. Um, Masahiro Ando film. Animation by Bones. Oh, I can't believe I didn't say Akira. Did I thought you Akira? were just leaving that out. No, you didn't say Yeah, Akira. I thought yeah. it was like obvious. Yeah, I thought it was like obvious. I guess so. But... How, how do we feel about Tokyo Godfathers? Do you like oh, very, very Tokyo good. Godfathers? Yeah. I love Satoshi Kon's stuff. It, he, it's, I think anime would be so different today if he was yeah. still alive. Mm-hmm. Him and Shinkai, like if they, because they would be the two oh, kind yeah. of leading the charge in terms of anime cinema. And they're very, very different in what they do. But um, Jake's pretending like he doesn't like anime and he does. <laughs> I'm just pretending like, I, I mean, I don't know. I don't know. Have you seen Cowboy Bebop? Tokyo Godfather? <laughs> I, haven't seen, I haven't seen either of those. You should watch Tokyo God. You should definitely watch Perfect Blue. I think you'd really like Perfect Blue. Perfect Blue. Mm-hmm. Millennium Actress is good. Pretty much anything Satoshi Kon has ever done yeah. is just a masterpiece. Have you seen Paranoia? Agent? I was going to say Paranoia Agent. I don't know. Like that one to me doesn't feel as essential. But yeah, I I like. Paranoia. I feel like I wouldn't start with like Paprika. No, but Perfect Blue. I mean, as a film nerd, I think Perfect <laughs> Blue would just you would fall in love with that movie. I'm really Perfect enjoying Bamboozling. Makes me think of Big Blue, which makes me think of. Better in a big blue house. No, uh, Captain no, Falcon. Yeah, Captain Falcon. Is that is what is that the song? <laughs> Never mind. I sound crazy. <laughs> yes. Are you talking about the song that we were jamming to when we were playing Smash Bros? Yes. Isn't it called Big Blue? <laughs> I don't know what it's called. I think that's what it's called. Can you play that on the outro of this yeah. episode? Yeah. I will. Well, I, isn't that what they call Superman? Big Blue. Maybe. Maybe you do. Dun, dun, dun. That one? Big maybe. Blue. Maybe. Maybe. You might hear it now. I maybe don't you won't. know Who if knows? that's called Big Blue. I don't know. Ben either. Janka would know. Yeah, but he's know. sick. He's screaming on the other end of the line. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, that's been episode 23 of GameSpot After Dark. I'm not sure which camera I'm supposed to look at. All of them at once. I'm going to look at the center <laughs> one. Uh, thank you all for tuning in. And remember, if you have questions, please email us at afterdarkpodcast at gamespot.com. We read through all of your questions and we pick a good amount of them to read out on the show and answer them. So please send those please send those to us because uh, they're my favorite part of the show. Uh, Callie, where can people find you and what are you working on? Um, I'm, uh, well, I'm getting back into the swing of things after break, um, but I'm still working on my competitive Pokemon, like explainer. Um, I am sure that I did some Pokemon content for the direct that you can now read. Um, that's what I sure hope happens tomorrow, <laughs> unless something bad happens to me. Um, and, uh, you can find me on Twitter at Inky Dojiko, I-N-K-Y-D-O-J-I-K-K-O. Yes, I wish I could change it and I'm sorry. Don't be Don't sorry. It's good. It's great. Tomorrow. Um, I'm on Twitter at, at Tomorrow H. Um, you can find me working on new stuff. Uh, we've also got Loadout original programming show that i helped out on um a few episodes of that are out now um i think this week i don't want to say which one it is in case i'm wrong 
Um, but there's a couple of episodes already out around the sniper rifles and um, the Warhammer weapon, the Bolter, which is really cool. Um, we've done Audiologue Season 2, which is also another show that I helped out on. Woo! Woo! Yeah. A few episodes out now. Um, the Kojima one is out. Um, the Control one is out. So if you played Control and you enjoyed the Ashtray Maze and you want to see how they made that, there's an episode of Audiologues all about it. Um, there'll be another episode two days time from mm-hmm. now sunday the yep. sunday after you hear this um and that one's going to be amazing as well uh so check it out subscribe leave some comments say hello i guess that comes to me uh i'm on twitter at pc brown i don't tweet very much and good luck finding my name on GameSpot because everything i do these days is pretty much behind the scenes final fantasy 7 <laughs> reviews he's <laughs> literally in front right. of the camera right now <laughs> <laughs> No, uh, everything's great. Yeah, Jake, what is up? And you can find me at Jacob Deck, and I'm working on a Witcher 3 video because, you know, it's 2015 again. You're really leaning into that brand hard. It means Witcher you have to your Solid 5 again, huh? Mm-hmm. What do you f- how, how do you feel about the toss a coin to your Witcher song? So is that, is that a bop for you? I didn't really like it, but yeah, people loved it. it. Yeah, people really into it. I remember it. I like, because we had screeners, and I, oh, I watched it, and I think I was, like, messaging Mike Rougeau, who's on the entertainment team, and... I was like, or like, yeah, that song kind of sucks, but people really like it, so good for them. Yeah. All right, and yeah. that's that on that. Can that be our official sign-off? And that's, Every, that's and that's that on that. We should do All like, right. see you next week, and that's that on that. <laughs> we should do the Zap Brannigan. That's whatever you were talking about for you. Bye. Cool. Skirt.